The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Hope your Thursday's going well. 312-332-3776. Everyone's talking about our Bears for all the wrong reasons. We thought everyone would talk about the Bears for Justin's coming out party this year. That he would emerge as one of the better quarterbacks, at least top half. Top half passer. Like, he would be still a running threat, and he would improve throwing the football from the pocket. I even think um, I've got a, a bite. Do we have the 4,000-yard bite? Waddle brought that up. Yeah, this is it right here. Good. I'm glad you got this, Tyler. Like, Waddle brought this up yesterday. Like, I, I know he is right now, he's shaken. His confidence is shot. We've all been there in some something we've done in life. We've all had our confidence shaken with stuff. We can all empathize with 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 someone who's struggling, wanting to be great in something and and not feeling absolutely confident and 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 especially when he has had success his entire life. I think Getsy said it today. Like this is a guy ever since he stepped on the football field as a young kid, he has thrived, he has been great, he has always been like one of the top uh people in his class at quarterback. And this for the first time he's really, really struggling. But it was Justin Fields who talked about passing this year and not really running. And the way you do it is, yeah, you can get out on the edge and make the throws like you did to Cole Komet. But if you really want to be a 4,000-yard passer, like he said, you've got to do a lot of that from the pocket. You've got to identify when DJ Moore is open. So remember this, Peggy. I think this was at his camp, uh, maybe in Deerfield. yep. So uh, I'll take you back a few months ago. The Bears have been around... For 100 years, they've never had a quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards. We believe you're going to be in Chicago for a long, long time. Will you break that record? I will. (sighs) Plan on doing it this year, too. Woo! Plan on doing it this year. This year. Like, I know that that he's feeling himself. He's in a camp. He's just saying, uh, everyone's got goals. But if if your goal is to throw for 4,000, you've got to be able to do it from the pocket. Those are goals. And, like, you, yeah, you could cut the field in half. You could get out on the edge. You can – Waddle has taught us all of that. There's a limit on that. There's a limit to the, the success in, in how you can achieve it. I also feel like the Bears have uh, not set him up for success, and Getze hasn't been good, and the personnel haven't been great. Listen to Devin White. I want to play you this. This is going around Twitter right now. It was mic'd up um, on, the, on the Buck side of things. So – Devin White, of course, uh, with with Tampa. You can't really hear what DJ Moore is saying, but Devin White knows. Take a listen to this. And I miss tackling you, go go gadget. They ain't using you right. What's up, baby? They ain't using you right. They ain't using you right. And I think Barstool also sort of could hear Tyler what uh, DJ said. What did DJ Moore say there? He Which said- is very muffled to hear. Yeah, he he basically says, "Tell me about it." Like he kind of gets what Devin White is saying. That's after the game. It it, it just it just. <laughs> and I miss tackling you, go go gadget. They ain't using you right. What's up, baby? 
miss tackling tackling you on the go go gadget. They ain't using you right. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's this is. What if I told you, Sylvie? What if this is not a surprise at Hallis Hall? What if they? This is just the placeholding coaching staff until they get the guys in there that they that they want. See, but if Luke Etsy, if if Luke Etsy, they want to win. Then, like, why? Well, well, the, the well, coaching yeah, I mean, staff the tra- wants to yeah, win. Sure, you know, sure. The, the coaching staff wants, like, I understand if Ryan Poles wants to see Justin Fields from the pocket, to know if he is a quarterback who could win from the pocket right. and and win going forward. Right. And he's telling them, this is our plan. But if, if, if there's any indication and the coaching staff thinks that they are just being used as a placeholding coaching staff, they get final say in the game plans and that they would use Justin in the best way to get the wins. Right. And, well, and, but they're not. What if like if Ryan Poles they're already their, knows they're, they're ruining their coaching future. Yes, they are. But if Ryan Poles already knows that they are not the best coaches that he would want in there, then I think that they're like, well, we'll just take like, let's hope like they hoped that that Justin Fields was going to maybe surprise them and and be more than they think that he is. Maybe they were also, you know, let's hope that maybe some of the coaches are going to surprise us and they're, Luke Getze is going to be able to and Andrew Janoko is going to be able to coach uh, Justin Fields. But if they don't, yeah, we're not really that surprised. I, I, I would tell him to be careful what you wish for because when Ryan Pace didn't want John Fox and he thought he could hire his own, he hired Matt Nagy, and it goes by quickly. And when you think you've got your guy, uh, it could go south very, very quickly. And then you are no longer going to be a general manager. And it, you only have a, short, a shelf life for a short amount of time. So I would make the most of every coach you have there, no matter how you, you got him or what. You know, it was an arranged marriage, as as we've been told. You know, they were for people who forget. Even though Poles hired him, they interviewed Matt Eberflus before they ever interviewed Ryan Poles. Right. Matt Eberflus was was interviewed first before Ryan Poles was ever interviewed by that by that committee. search committee. Yeah. And and and, and conveniently right. had the same agent. Right, right. It's an arranged marriage by the agency. Two right. guys who knew each other that they thought could work well together. But again, it's not a president and a general manager doing it the right way, going out and turning, unturning every stone, saying who is the best coach to develop our quarterback the very best way. Mike McDaniel, Brian Dable, you know, all these guys who have had success and can really do it. Uh, or let's not forget, Doug Peterson was out there. Doug Peterson was out there. We he wasn't good enough. Doug Peterson had a Super Bowl, uh, and, but he wasn't good enough for the Bears. Not interested in Doug Peterson here. We needed Matt Eberflus. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I want to play you here a couple of these, and then we'll get to calls. Ryan Poles uh, today speaking to the media. First and foremost, to hit it straight on. We have adversity right now. Um, slow start, 0-2, not where you want to be. 
Uh, we've dealt with life issues. We've dealt with injuries. Um, and that's all real, and that's a part of, of what we do and what we got to deal with. Um, the beautiful thing about our philosophy here, our organization, is we're solution-oriented. Um, we work together to find these solutions and solve our problems to get everything back on track. Um, to make it really, really clear, um, you know, I know the outside noise, but no one in our building's panicking. No one's flinching at any situations. Um, not our owner, not our president, not our head coach, not myself, none of our players. Everyone's focusing on solving the issues that we have so that we can be a better football team. Flus and I were talking about last night, like we've both been through slow starts, rough starts, and got things back on track in our background. Him with Indy, I think it was 2018, myself in Kansas City in 2015. So sometimes you have these and, and you got to fight through it and figure out how you can be a better football team. It's different when you're in Kansas City and Andy Reid's your coach. It's different when and you, you have a lot of different talent. It, I mean, yeah, and it's different when you've lost 12 in a row dating back to last. Like you could say this is 0 and 2, you could say this is a new season, but you've lost 12 straight games. Well, you can. Here's the thing, and and Eberflus made sure that he pointed that out last week that it's unfair to put the 12 game skid on all these guys in the locker room because there's so many new guys. But it's not unfair to put it on Eberflus. Of course, they haven't won a game since October. No. It's the same quarterback, 11, the same head coach. 11 months, 328 days it will be. 11 months. Mm-mm. And you, especially when you got to build on something. Uh, he gave the uh, the dreaded, uh, what is it called? The endorsement. Oh, gosh, yes. To uh, Matt Eberflus. What's the, what's the better term that people like to say in sports? When you give someone the... Uh, not an endorsement, but you you, you oh solidify goodness. their job. Seal of approval? Yes. Approval? Yeah, something like that. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Stamp here. of approval, yeah. And here it is. Yeah. Here's Pulse. Uh, Flus got a ton of faith in Flus as a leader. He's done a great job. Um, and then as a, a defensive play caller as well. Got a ton of faith there. Um, is the situation easy? Is sudden change easy? No, it's not. Uh, but he handled it well. He's leaned on his staff that has experience to help him get through that. Um, and be successful. Uh, we'll figure out all the titles and everything, I'm sure, next week. Um, none of that's been been dealt with right now. Uh, we'll get through this week. Vote of confidence. Thanks that's to it. Twitch for that. Too. Yeah, thank you. He gave him the vote of the dreaded vote of confidence. Um, here is, I thought Poles was very good with the answer. Again, I don't know if Ryan Poles is going to be successful. There's, you got some good, you got some bad. When, when, when you're weighing the, the moves that Ryan Poles have made in a short time here, there's good and bad. You can, you can do a pretty good case here on some of the bad drafts, uh, picks and, and, and free agent signings and some good draft picks and free agent signings and trades. Um, here's Poles on, on Justin Fields. I thought this was a good answer. I can't be more clear than this. No one in our entire building. None of our coaches see Justin as a finger pointer at all. He has always taken ownership of anything that's happened on the field. He takes it head on. He works. He grinds. He puts his head down. He works with his teammates, works with his coaches uh, to find solutions. Everyone, really, everyone's trying to figure out like what, what's going on. In my opinion, you got a young quarterback trying to figure it out. You have a guy who hasn't had the cleanest start of his career, who last year, you know, with the roster, had to put his the team on the back, do some unbelievable things athletically. Now he gets talent around him and has to figure out and balance when to do those cool things athletically, 
when to lean on others. And that is a sometimes a great place to live in. And that takes time. That takes time on task for him to take that next step. And everyone's on board helping him get into that place for him to be successful. They wanted to know on Greeny, though, today, does he have time? Like he said, it, it takes time. But is time running out for Justin right. Fields, considering that they're going to have two really early draft picks and in a very, very good quarterback class? Yeah, it's a very fair question because uh, he only has this season. He has this season. They could pick up his option, but it doesn't mean that they're, he's going to get that contract. Well, right. You, you, right. you, you get two more years. Right. You have him for two they more years. But, they, but if you draft, draft a quarterback, are you, have to. are you keeping him then? Are, I, is he your guy you keep? I say yes, that that's what they would do. Mm-hmm. They would keep him while they get this next guy ready. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Was Fields right about his comments about coaching? This is uh, uh, Ryan Poles speaking today. I think anytime when it comes to players and it comes to success, like it's everybody. Like when I listen to him and that whole deal, like the majority of it was like, all right, I got to create this clarity. I got to get better. I thought he took ownership of everything. You didn't. He didn't have to say anything about that. Our coaches are like, how can we make you better? How can we help you be successful? Um, and there's always that balance. So I don't. No one took it personally. Like we all know, we have a hand in our success, and we want him to be successful. And it takes everyone for him to be successful, including himself. And I thought he kind of hit on all of that. So it was no shock to, to anyone. Okay, if it, if no one took it personally and it was not a shock to anyone, why then did they not stop him from wanting to gather the media and do the whole, oh, I, I better go back to them? Because that, that looks even worse. Instead, let Luke Getze talk today and say, we're fine. Like, that's fine. Like, I like his honesty. I like the fact. I didn't think it was, listen, I did, like, raise my eyebrows when I heard him saying, well, could be coaching. I was like, oh, Okay, all right. But, you know, this stuff happens. Why? Let's not pretend that everyone, you know, there's never any disagreements between. We saw Kirk Cousins on the sidelines absolutely screaming. Watch watch quarterback. Watch quarterback. Watch quarterback between him and Kevin O'Connell all year. Yes. Look, and and I said this at the time yesterday, and and Waddle came up with a great idea of playing the entire press conference. If you listen to the entire press conference, I didn't think it was bad. I really didn't think it was bad. I, I raise an eyebrow, but uh, okay, oh, honest. Uh, yeah, honest. I, I, I think all in all, if I would sum up, he's saying my brain is scrambled. Yeah, I'm scrambled right now. Yeah. I'm I'm miscalculating some stuff. I need to I need to react instead of think, and I'm not doing that right now. And I went to the coaches and and. It it wasn't like what I what I also have we've all found out right. He went to the coaches first, correct? Went, went right up to Luke Etsy's well, office before this. Oh, off Did, the field? No, no, no. Before before the press conference, didn't we find out early in the week that Justin went to the coaches and voiced the thing that he told them that he wants to play freer? Didn't he go to Getsy and Eberflus? Didn't Eberflus say that? Yes. So, like, it wasn't like he went to the podium and he was sending a message to the coaches. Right. He was hands-on with the coaches before this saying, look, I need to play freer. So it wasn't like he was sending – that's what I took it as. 
Am I wrong here? I, no, I thought I did not think he was sending a message. I did not. I thought he was honestly answering a question, to be honest. I, I thought that he was just being honest and he and did not realize the effect of what of how he said it, how that was going to take off. Now, you, that is not the media's fault. Uh, I do agree with the part where he said, you know, when you just put coaching as an answer in a short form social media uh, message. Yes, you have every right to get upset about that. But, you know, nothing was taken out of context. Nothing was was stretched from you said it. And this right. you're frustrated. Right. He's, you know fr- what it's he's like, a frustrated, Sylvie? scrambled guy right now. It's like when I am at my computer at home. And I am trying to, you know, book all the doctor's appointments for the three kids and also get their their flights to get back to college. And, oh, at the same time, uh, do the, the the calendar because my daughter has to be picked up you and take it here and take open? it there. And I got so much, you know what, crap going on. And then, like, my husband comes in and he's like, hey, so, you know, did you by any chance, you know, were you able to go pick this up? It's like, enough. Like, guys, stop. Like, I've got so much going on right now. Stop. Just stop. I get it. I mean, my life is nothing like that of what you have to process on a football field. But I get it. Sometimes you just get so frustrated. You're just like, everyone stop talking to me. Please, just let me just stop. Let me just sort through everything. Give me a little bit of space. You know, I did. I, I was with you. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. I really didn't. And this stuff happens. I mean, if everyone thinks that quarterback and their OC are like best buddies and going out to dinner like n- no I mean they have a good relationship they have a good working relationship yes. and they what, what is bad is the production on the field that needs to be better I don't care about the press conference performance be better on the field win some games what what I can't believe is how bad it's been coming out of the gate uh Mike in the South Loop you're on uh, with Sylvie and Peggy what's up Mike Hey, guys, good afternoon. Uh, a couple of things. One, um, on Warren, I'd love to see the media stop giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. He's in a new market. Which He's guy? Got a, uh, Kevin let's Warren. start with Kevin, Kevin Warren. Everyone, well, we're hopeful. Maybe, maybe. No, start, start, start getting some stuff done and then get hopeful on what this guy can do long term. I think that's part of the problem with a lot of Bears fans and media people that they just – Hope, 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 hope. This is big boy market making big boy money. It should be results oriented. This is my philosophy on stuff, Mike. When a new guy gets hired, for the most part, for the most part, maybe not with Chris Getz because he's been with the team. Good point. When a new guy gets hired that I don't know much about, it's a blank slate and the guy gets the benefit of the doubt. And then until he sways it one way or another... Then I get to form my opinion. I, I, I got enough hate going on with my teams that I don't need to hate from the get-go. So I give a, a blank slate to new guys, and then he gets to he gets to sway me one way or another. And until then, it it it, it he gets it. So like I don't want to come in. You, so you're telling me I should come in not giving a guy the benefit of the doubt from the start? Not giving him the benefit of the doubt because of the situation he comes into. 
It's a gong show organization. But he's not a gong gong show type of a guy. And he's got the resume. He's let's not pretend he just, you know, that first of all, that Minnesota was not, you know, some kind of podunk market. I mean, he dealt with some very serious stuff. He built going a great on. stadium as the not COO. Only that, not only that, but don't forget the things that were going on with the football team uh, on the field and off the field as well. So he has dealt with crisis situations before uh, the Big Ten going through the whole pandemic. Pandemic. He had to deal with that. He's been in Bringing Chicago. Bringing new teams to the Big yes, Ten. This is not. This is not like. Oh, he doesn't know Chicago. I will tell you this, Mike. We are learning about him. He treats the Bears organization like a family. And if we think he is going to go outside the family right now and talk outside of the family. I don't think he's going to let us in. I think he is going to treat any of this as a family issue, and it stays within the family. Well, one quick point on that, and I respect what you're saying, but look what happened the last 10 days with the D.C. Uh, where was he at on leadership? How this thing got away from him in 10 days? First test, guys, it's a red flag. Exactly what so I just said. It's a family, though, but he knows them very well. He worked with he mm. worked with Alan Williams in Minnesota. He knows Alan Williams well. Uh, it's a family, Mike, and he, if I, if I, The one thing I know about Kevin Warren is he will treat it like a family and he will keep it within the family. And that's why he he let it get away. He does not care. Lastly, on Fields, I'd love to get your percentage at this juncture that you think he's going to work out as a franchise quarterback for the Bears. I I think it's over. Uh, Look at what Love has done three years behind um, uh, Rodgers. And bam, three touchdowns week one, three touchdowns week two. Guys, what is there left on fields to see? The Bears drafted a running back to play quarterback. That's what you have. You want to run? I, I run still him. think he's a throw. Like he's got to be better, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's go percent. I'm at. It's not over in my book, but it's not over fifty percent. Um, it is thirty-five oh, yeah. to forty percent right now. I'm at. That it's going to work out. I was going to say 30% right now. But he can move the, that percentage up. Yeah, well, right. Of course. So he's right got time now, to change it. But, 30%. but I don't like what I've seen in those first two no. games. Open is open. Hit, Find the guy. You've had time. I know they're not moving the pocket off. And I know you haven't had running opportunities. But you can still, you got any quarterback is it, that is good is expected to find receivers with that amount of time who are open. Now, there's no other way to say that. Three three two three seven seven six. All your phone calls and uh, more coming up. Uh, JTO Sullivan later in the show as well. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie weekdays two to six. It's that time again. When we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. And he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salts. 
Waddle's World today is actually Peggy's Planet, which is really weird. Is it usually Peggy's Planet? I was going to say space. Peggy's Place. I hate space. Space? So. Yeah, I don't what like do you thinking mean? about space. You've never been there. I I don't even like thinking about it. It's Why? beyond my ability to wrap Comprehend. my brain around. Yeah. Yes. But in any event, Peggy's Planet is brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks, Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash findus.memberfdic. Find us. Oh, sorry. Find us. Well, why is there a period after it when there's all these FDIC and stuff? Find right. us. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash findus. Wouldn't that make more sense? you got to find them. Find us. Find us, member FDIC. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for that correction. Do you not listen to the show. No. See, you're just, you're golfing. No. That's what you're doing. No, it's not you're golfing. You're going to and Marco not, Island. No, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. That's what you're no, doing. No, this is my downtime. You're drinking wine. This is my, you love well, one yes. some, I know. You know, that, 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 that I do, yes. Um, all right. Let's start with the injury report. Okay. All right. This is important. As we know, um, this offensive line is having trouble right now. (laughs) Lucas Patrick is on the injury report. Um, He did not practice yesterday, but returned after an illness and did take part today. Full practice for Lucas Patrick today. Some would say that that's not good. Yeah, I said that that was bad news today. All right. Darnell Mooney still limited after, was that a knee injury yeah. he had last mm-hmm. during the game last week against Tampa? Uh, he was limited today, limited yesterday as well. Tight end Mercedes Lewis did not practice. I believe that was a Veterans Day of that's rest. Just, that's an old. They should just put old They should there. just put old. He's right. eating like he's old. Exactly. They don't eat like he just takes his time. He'll block on Sunday and he's fine. They should just put a recliner on the sidelines. <laughs> right. And then for the guys that are given their veteran days, just yeah. like. Sit in the recliners. Was that was that in White Sox games where they used to have the recliners? Sure, that you could Cubs, sit some at? Cubs. Cubs did Remember too? Mike Remlinger at a, uh, yes, that's at right. a recliner? He once injured his finger by getting his uh, finger stuck in the recliner. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's when the Cubs were really unlikable. Uh, Khalid Kareem. Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Khalid Kareem. Backup linebacker limited today in practice. Eddie Jackson obviously did not practice. Uh, now, this is Got where that it gets. Foot, yeah, toe, what is with it? The foot. Don't know exactly what's going on. He has not practiced this week after leaving the game in the second series of the game last week. Uh, Nate Davis did not practice. Um, still out for personal reasons, though he did return to Hallis Hall, according to Matt Eberflus yesterday. Right. So um, he's not practicing due to. Yeah. Personal reasons? I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm just going to wait. Uh, Josh Blackwell. This is actually key because he would be replacing Kyler Gordon. He's your best of the backup cornerbacks, uh, defensive backs. Uh, he did practice today in full. Okay, so good. He was inactive last week against Tampa Bay, so it's good that Josh Blackwell is back. They are going to need him, especially not knowing what's going on with Eddie Jackson as well. I read you this earlier. Or something from Hogue earlier. I did not read you this part. I didn't see this part. I read you this during the break, though. This is weird. And then we'll play you something from McAfee. Okay. Take it for for what it's worth, okay? And then you tell us what you're what you're hearing because there's okay. a lot of rumors and reports out there. Um, Adam Hogue tweeted: Bears cornerback Tyreek Stevenson 
said Matt Eberflus has yet to address the team about Alan Williams' departure. Quote, I don't know when that's going to happen. We're just focused on the main goal, and that's beating Kansas City. Stevenson said he found out about Williams' resignation yesterday, just like everyone else. He says he hasn't he hasn't been asking questions because he's focused on having a better game than he did last week. Just a little curious, but that's not my main goal right now. Okay, this really, really bothers me, okay? It should. It really bothers me because you cannot think that your players are not reading and hearing the same things that are all over social media about Alan Williams. And for you not to bring the team together, let's assume what you told us is true and that in his resignation letter, he left for health and family reasons. Okay. If your DC has a health problem, would you not pull the team together and say, hey, guys, Allen is going to be taking a break away from the team. He's addressing a healthy issue. Our prayers are with him. We wish him well. Let's all put our best foot forward in, in wishing him and his family that they can get through this difficult time together. Whatever that is, right? As a team, you're a family at Hallis Hall. Why, you're what, a family. Wh- a member of your family is struggling. Why are you keeping this struggling. a secret from your players? Why would you not tell your players? And here's the other thing. When Mark Silverman comes into the locker room and asks you about Alan Williams, this is what I would like for you guys to say. Let's keep it about being a member of our family is going through a tough time. Right. Well, they, they haven't told them anything. They haven't told them anything. So now you're getting players who aren't sure. So the players are owing to. The players aren't sure who their DC is. And now the players are clueless as to what's going on. Like, where's the leadership here? I'll tell you what starts to happen. I've been in enough of those locker rooms, just like you, Sylvie. They start asking the media. Hey, I know, right? Hey, what have you heard? Well, Biggs, Biggs hey, had some heard? of the quotes. Biggs... Biggs Added to like just unnamed players saying, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah. They're they're turning to him and yes. asking what's going on. Why isn't the coach or someone? Or why isn't the general manager going to them and saying, "Look, you don't need to give him a play by play." This obviously is bigger than yes. just the the health and per- there is there is more smoke here than that. If they are the reason they are not delving into it is to protect something. Or someone that's understandable, but you can say that. We cannot discuss it. If it was a a, a legal proceeding, if it was, you know, to protect the privacy of Alan Williams and what his family is going through or his health, you know, everyone understands HIPAA laws, okay? When you aren't saying that, it is why people just keep going, no. Nope, nope, sorry. We're going to keep digging. You So uh, how long is this, Tyler, from, from McAfee's show today? This is, I believe, about a minute. Okay, so this from is from Pat McAfee today. Pat McAfee does a show every day on ESPN. For what it's worth, this is him and only him telling you what his sources are saying. And then Peggy will tell you what she is hearing. 
Then Ian Rappaport comes out and he says, just to clarify some things, there was no FBI raid on Hallis Hall today. The league is not involved. And Peanut Tillman, who works for the FBI in Chicago, is not involved whatsoever in this matter. Okay, but what he left out there was, did an FBI raid happen at Alan Williams' house? Now it has been speculated, and his attorney has come out and said that there was no crime that has taken place, and unequivocally answered these questions saying nothing went wrong with my potential client. But anytime you hear about an FBI raid happening, you assume that there's some smoke, there's a fire. We will say, I, I mean, we've been sued for a lot of stuff, but our sources have told us, yep. okay, have told me that an FBI raid did happen on defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bear, Alan Williamson's house. So that was McAfee earlier today. What do you, you've been working on this for over a week. Okay. Over a week. What can you tell us? I will tell you that um, I have spoken to uh, over half a dozen, not only chiefs of police, but major crimes task forces in the northern Illinois area, Cook County, Lake County. I have talked to more than six, um, closer to 10, and none of them are involved in any kind of law enforcement at Hallis Hall or at Allen Williams' home. It doesn't mean that there is another agency that could be involved. It does not mean that, but we cannot confirm that. When another agency outside of these are involved, I can pretty much guarantee you it is locked down. And the reason you don't speak about it is if there is, and I say if there is an active investigation does not mean that there there was a confirmed crime or anything like that. A raid doesn't have to be a raid. It can be a cooperative, uh, you know, invitation to come. It can be a cooperation. It doesn't mean it's a raid. But none of those things have been confirmed by the agencies in the northern Illinois, Cook County or Lake County. I can tell you that for a fact. So... It could be a stop, not a raid, or it could be. So- it could just so be the, a cooperative. The- we'd like to come in, and we'd like to come in and look around. Absolutely, we'll we will cooperate. But there, the, it, it sure seems like this is more than uh, with with uh, with everything going on than just the guy leaving for personal and health reasons. Everything points in that direction. That there is definitely now. Uh, can someone say that the two are tied in together to a health issue? Sure. Sure. Like I could say that, you know, I, I'm a kleptomaniac. I Ooh, have mental health. I, I have, I have a mental health issue. I'm a kleptomaniac right. and it right. has led to me, you know, stealing a target. So yes, of course you could tie those things in. But what we are saying is that, uh, I think that there is so much more going on and that it is definitely serious enough that it is on lockdown and the the people involved cannot talk about it. 
312-332-3776. That's the latest with that. If you want to weigh in on uh, what the Bears are going through, we are guest-free until 5 when J.T. O'Sullivan joins us. Today is a Would You Rather day, so send in your Would You Rathers, hashtag a WS Would You Rather, send them to Tyler Aki, uh, at Tyler Aki underscore. Uh, the winner will get a Pride Store gift card. More coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Uh, let's uh, let's take some calls here. Uh, we owe you a lot of uh, phone calls. We have talked a lot. I still am perplexed on how Matt Eberflus. I tweeted about it. Would not meet. It. Look, I, even if there's an active uh, law enforcement investigation into Alan Williams, if that is true, you would still meet your team and just say, "Look, absolutely, th- th- there are some things out of our control with yes. Alan Williams. I can't get into detail." He's no longer with us. This is not our choice, um, unfortunately. And um, we're going to have to move on. And I'm going to be your DC the rest of the way. But it, like to just ignore the situation is just weird. It's just completely weird. Scott and Wheaton, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Scotty? Hey, I'm an optimist. I, I like the way the Bears are going. I mean, with what Bowles has done, Eberflus last year had a great, you know, they were in 13 of their games. And I, I think the future is bright. I would let Fields go the entire year, and the worst. And he's a great guy and a great athlete. The worst thing that can happen is to good draft picks next year. I was optimistic going into the year, but what about the start of the year has you still optimistic? I have never been more depressed at the first two games that Packers' loss was as bad as the NFL's hundredth anniversary, which I was at that game also. I mean, that was exceptionally depressing, but I. Like they say, patience, the ability to wait calmly for something desired. I think we have to give this regime a chance, and that's more than one year. Scott, I, the thing, the only positive that I take is if indeed, like so many other teams in the NFL are using the month of September as their true training camp, then, okay, then I'm willing to say, come October, let's start seeing the improvement. Let's start seeing them being game ready because these first two weeks have just been brutal. Like, we were talking about Eberflus, and, and there were some things I like. I like that Eberflus likes to play young players. I like that. Like, David Ross doesn't like to play young players. I like that Eberflus does. Um, but I think he doesn't stand for a lot of the things he says he stands for. Like, this hits principle stuff, um, I think he has skirted over a lot of stuff not holding his guys accountable. I think he's dealt with a lot of loafing, and instead of dealing with it, he's tried to prop his players up, and I think he's done it with Chase Claypool multiple times. I don't know if it's fair to say that he really doesn't believe in it. I think it's fair to say, as a first-time head coach, that he didn't realize how tough it is to get guys year two to buy into a principled type of thing. Like, honestly, this isn't college anymore. Right, it's cheesy, I know. but And, but, and I think but, it's so easy to have all those coaching colloquialisms and, you know, and, oh, it sounds good, doesn't it? And, oh, in an interview, I'm going to say all the right things. And, yes, yes, that's exactly what we want. But the actual enforcing it gets hard in but, year But two. if Chase Claypool isn't living up to it or if someone isn't working hard, 
you don't promote them as the 13th starter. You you demote them. Or if someone doesn't block in game one, right. you don't talk them up. He's not holding them accountable. You know it. what I mean? Like yeah, that, that it sure. doesn't have to be a hits principle for that. It just has to be common sense. Well, maybe, you know, he and the naivety of a new head coach, of a first time head coach is, oh, I wasn't really expecting it out of my star players. And they're quite obviously, they are delicately handling the, Chase yes. Claypool. I didn't, I, which quite I didn't expect. Obviously. Yes. Alex in Arlington Heights here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Alex? Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? We're good. So I just moved to Chicago in January, and I'm originally from Southeast Michigan. So I'm a Lion fan. And so witnessing all the preseason hype with Chicago and now it all coming to a dumpster fire, has been just amazing to watch, and not in a good way. So, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for y'all. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for y'all. So, the Bears' bye week is week thirteen, and we're obviously zero two. Do you guys see yourself getting four W's by week thirteen, or do you think that this whole team is just at a loss? Ooh, four. Let me call. Let me All call right. up the schedule so I'll here. Call it out like here. this is what we've come to. We have come to We're now. Actually- Lions fans calling us and taunting us. The <laughs> Lions fans are calling us to taunt us. Next Browns fans will be calling us to taunt us, and then the Jets fans are going to call us and taunt us. We are them. All right, Sylvie. After Kansas City, Denver. They may get that one. Okay. I think they get either Washington. They get one of those two. So okay. I'm going to give them one of those is Minnesota? how I'm going to advance. I think one to three of those is winnable. One of the three you're going to give I, them? No, one to three. They could they could win one. They could win those no, three. No, they're, they're not going to win uh, three. Uh, you got them the, a I'm possible three-game winning streak? Yes. Oh, Peggy. Well, I'm just what saying. Are you, what have you done? And I'm the one. Listen, you, you, guys, hit Peggy? you guys, I'm just going to tell you something. You guys you were talking? the ones drinking all the Kool-Aid well, at wins. football fest. And then That's when true. I was the one who said I only had them for four wins and I stretched it to six, you guys were like, whoa, aren't you? And I said, I'm not convinced that Justin Fields is going to be the answer and that we are going to look at him at the end of the season and say he's the it, answer. It's true. You were very grounded. And there. you guys were all really, you know, so now I'm actually saying, okay, these are three, those are, there's some bad teams. Okay? After, De- after Kansas City, they play Denver, Washington, Minnesota, Vegas. I will give them two out of those four games. They will get two out of those four. They will go two and two after Kansas City. How about that? Yes. You'll agree with I'm me. I'm telling you, though, if they could get their crap together as a team, as a coaching staff, and start looking, putting four quarters together, not the first drive and the, the I don't even know, what's the penultimate before the penultimate, the third to the last? Not those two drives. You need four quarters. If they can show us that they can put together four quarters of football I think a three-game winning streak is very possible. They get four wins because I, they have Carolina at home, too, before the bye week. Right. I've got the Bears winning four games before the bye. How about that? I'm Bryce, back on the Kool-Aid. Bryce is already out this week. 
that kid can't stay healthy for two after the two games. The red rifle, the red rifle, makes his triumphant games. return to soldier. Oh my gosh, Andy Dalton! All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Get your would you rather entries in as well. Hashtag it WS. Would you rather have some fun with that? We're guest free until one hour from now when JTO Sullivan joins the show. We have not played any Luke Getzey. I will play you some of that. Your thoughts on uh, the Bears and being the topic of the NFL world today for all the wrong reasons. That's coming up next.